Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Michael Raleigh, the president and CEO of Group 10 Metals, which is known for platinum, palladium, nickel, copper, and cobalt in the Stillwater District in Montana. Mr. Raleigh, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back on the program, sir. We have more exciting news coming from Group 10 Meadows' flagship Stillwater West project, which is becoming recognized for both the scale and grade of its mineralization. Your current exploration and drilling campaign has been in progress for two months now and numerous holes completed. Before we get to that, Mr. Raleigh, please introduce Group 10 Metals and the opportunity the company presents to the market. Group 10 is a junior exploration company. We are at, at the growth stage um, of the cycle of, of these juniors. In that sense, we are pre-resourced. However, as we'll get into here as we talk about the Stillwater asset, we uh, expect to quickly um, bring some ounces and pounds on the table in the coming year based on our work at Stillwater in particular. Um, it's remarkable for a junior to have half of a district like we do, and um, I think the, uh, the database and our work this year are very compelling. Michael, I have a map displaying Group 10 Metals' flagship Stillwater West project. I believe it's paramount for audience members to understand the strategic advantage Group 10 Metals has over many of its peers, and that is brownfields exploration, which is a term that the lay investor may not appreciate. How does Group 10 Metals Brownfields Exploration benefit current and prospective shareholders? The term Brownfields means operating in a proven mining district, which is distinct from exploring in a greenfield district, which would have little or no uh, existing mineral deposits or mines, and it may be remote with no infrastructure. The Stillwater West project is a great example of a Brownfields asset. Uh, it adjoins three operating mines that are among the very best of their kind in the world. Uh, and it's in a district that is known to be rich in minerals. We share that geology. We benefit from all that infrastructure. And we have an extensive database with known mineralized zones uh, to expand upon. So the result there is a greatly increased uh, probability of success and greatly reduced capital expenditures uh, when it comes time to potentially build a mine. Michael, let's talk a little bit about the uniqueness on the Stillwater West asset and uh, what it means for investors. There are very few projects like this globally, so to be developing one in North America in a brownfield settings is a rather compelling story. Tell us about that, if you will. Uh, it's the size potential of Stillwater West that's truly impressive. Uh, it's rare for Junior to have literally half of such an iconic and productive district uh, in any commodity. Uh, it's also location and timing. We are one of very few exploration plays outside of South Africa and Russia that are focused on palladium, platinum, and rhodium. Uh, and we have terrific potential for nickel, cobalt, and copper as well. And uh, nickel and cobalt and the PGEs in particular, um, the U.S. government, of course, is looking to secure domestic supplies of these commodities. Um, so our timing in that regard is, is excellent. Uh, palladium and nickel are, are top-performing commodities, and platinum is expected follow that with continued mine closures in South Africa. Uh, so in, in broad strokes, there are very few assets of this type in the world, 
and in North America, they're they're practically unheard of. The closest analogs in terms of geology are the Platte Reef mines in the Bushveld complex of South Africa. Michael, you referenced the Bushveld complex. For someone not familiar with either the Bushveld or the Stillwater regions, what can you share with us about the parallels between the two with reference to your neighbor to the north? Well, the Bushveld and Stillwater complexes are both magmatic intrusions, uh, and these magmatic deposits give us essentially all of our battery-grade sulfide nickel globally. Um, and they may also have a number of other commodities, including copper, gold, uh, cobalt, platinum group. Uh, Voises Bay is, a, is an example of a magmatic deposit, for example. Um, and it's one that happens to be very rich in nickel and copper, but it has very low platinum group elements. Bushveld and Stillwater complexes are both layered magmatic systems, so that's a subcategory of the bigger picture of these magmatic deposits. And they're quite similar. Uh, Bushveld is about 2 billion years old. Stillwater is about 2.7 billion years old. They're both rich in platinum group elements, plus nickel and copper. And they were both created when metal-rich magma was laid down layer after layer and allowed to cool uh, slowly and deep underground. And it's that cooling action that creates these narrow reef-type mines that are now in production in, in the upper portion of the layers of both these districts. In the lower portion of both districts, that layering stops and you get these larger magma events um, with mixing of magmas and the host rock. And that's where these larger deposits occur uh, with findable widths of tens to hundreds of meters and across kilometers of strike length. And that's what we're calling the Platte Reef style deposits. Um, named for the Platte Reef District, uh, which is the north arm of the Bushveld complex in South Africa. The, the Platte Reef District is some of the richest real estate in all of mining. It's over 400 million ounces of platinum group elements there, plus gold, plus tens of billions of pounds of nickel and copper. They're actively mining now both the reef-type mines, the narrow mines, and also the bulk mineable Platte Reef-type mines at the Bushveld. In fact, much of the world's platinum now comes from the, the reef-type mines the narrow ones. However, these are deep, they're hot, they're dangerous, they've been underfunded for many years now, and closures are ongoing, and continued closures are expected to drive the platinum price in the coming year. The mines of the Platte Reef District, by contrast, are highly economic, and they produce platinum at less than $400 an ounce, plus palladium, nickel, copper, and other commodities. So at Stillwater, in the Stillwater District, a company called Sabanier Stillwater is actively mining one reef-type deposit at three underground mines um, some hundreds of meters to the north of our main claim block. That deposit is the highest grade PGM deposit in the world. It's got more than 80 million ounces at over 16 grams per ton palladium and platinum. Sabanier purchased the Stillwater mines just two years ago for about 2.2 billion and uh, has since emerged as the world's largest platinum producer. Michael, if I can just stop you here briefly. So just to confirm, uh, adjacent to your flagship project, Stillwater West project, that is, the Stillwater mine was purchased for $2.2 billion. Is that correct? That's correct. And in 2017, just as we were completing our initial acquisition there, um, it, was, it was an active time in the district, and, and we were glad to secure that position. In effect, we're the first group to consolidate that land package and database and enable a systematic approach to, to explore for these massive plat reef style deposits at Stillwater. And our early work starting in 2017, like we just touched on, attracted a highly qualified team and uh, quickly showed the potential 
of the project based on uh, a rather remarkable database. We did our first ground programs in 2018 and expanded on that, and that further confirmed the potential um, across the 25-kilometer wide property. Now, in 2019, we are completing our first drill program uh, on priority target areas, and I'm pleased to report that that geologic model is holding up uh, very nicely. Stepping back for a moment, you referenced the team, and it's a very highly qualified team, that is. Can you share some of the members that comprise your team? We um, attracted uh, Dr. Craig Bow, who was underground at Stillwater in the 1980s and is an expert in systems of this type worldwide. We were able to bring back the... Uh, a qualified person, Mike Austinson, who drilled about 12,000 meters of the core that we have in our possession. Justin Modru, the vendor of the project, is a geophysicist who worked on past teams. And, uh, of course, we've uh, brought in Dave Broughton of um, Ivanhoe, who is credited as one of the discoverers of the flat reef deposit that uh, Ivanhoe is now developing into a mine in South Africa. We've covered some good basics. Let's find out what Group 10 Metals has discovered since our last interview. The company issued a press release last week providing an exploration update including drilling progress on the company's flagship Stillwater West project in Montana. Mr. Raleigh, take us behind the scenes and share the stated goals on the 2019 exploration program. Uh, 2019 has, has been a breakout year for us, starting with our debut at the trade shows back in February where we displayed historic core. Uh, for the first time to introduce the application of these new geologic models to the Stillwater District. And, of course, that culminates with our, our first drill program uh, done by us at Stillwater West. Our 2019 exploration program is our biggest yet, and it has several objectives. We are conducting ground-based geological sampling and mapping programs to advance less advanced target areas to drill-ready status for next year. And we are completing soil mapping across the western portion of the property, a huge area, to advance targets in those areas for next year as soils have been a very effective tool uh, on the eastern 15-kilometer width of the property. We are also drill testing the three most advanced target areas, and the drill programs in these areas have been designed to provide a proof of concept of the Platte Reef setting while also advancing mineralized zones towards formal mineral resources. We have over 28,000 meters of drilling in the database and eight Platte Reef style target areas in total. Five of those have sufficient past drilling and show enough continuity of mineralization that we can work up ge a geological block model as a starting point for those mineral resources. This year we focused initially on the three most advanced of those areas and we expect to move those quickly forward towards formal mineral resources of platinum, palladium, nickel, copper, and cobalt. We have essentially all the core from the 2000s era of work in our possession, and we've relogged it and uh, assayed it, sometimes for the first time, uh, as, it, as necessary, with the new geologic model in mind. And um, the older data, mostly drilling from the 60s and 70s, was primarily assayed for nickel and copper only. So we are redrilling those areas as necessary to bring these, these holes into a 43101 compliant resource with a complete suite of assay data to go along with it. You know, the opportunity before us here is quite intriguing. We touched on Platte Reef and bulk tonnage. Let's visit the Iron Mountain target area where the company has been active recently. What can you share with us? Iron Mountain is the most advanced of the eight Platte Reef style areas on the project. Uh, has a mineralized zone defined by 21 past drill holes. It's open for expansion 
uh, within a multi-kilometer conductive high anomaly and soils that are lighting up with palladium, platinum, gold, copper, nickel, cobalt across a similar kilometric scale area. Uh, in our block model work today, these 21 path drill holes define a mineralized zone that is about 850 meters in strike length to a depth of 200 meters at an average width of 95 meters. Um, drill intervals in that mineralized zone include 26.8 meters at 0.98% nickel and 0.45% copper. Uh, and that hole, that entire hole, was mineralized top to bottom with uh, 259 meters running 0.25% nickel and 0.2% copper, which is remarkable. Um, another similar hole nearby, about 100 meters away, returned 33.5 meters at 0.77% nickel and 0.65% copper. Those holes were drilled in the 60s and 70s and have very limited precious metal data. Um, although we do have selective assay results running up to 2.7 grams palladium, uh, which is very encouraging. Also in that area, we have a hole drilled in 2002 that has complete assay data, which reports 8 meters starting at surface with 3.65 gram per ton um, platinum, palladium, and gold, 0.14% nickel, 0.03% copper, and 0.013% cobalt. These are very attractive grades and over an 8 meter width. So you compare that to our target, the mines of the Platte Reef in South Africa. Ivanhoe and Anglo are running 0.2 to 0.4% combined nickel and copper with several grams of precious metals on top of that across tens to hundreds of meters in width and kilometers in strike length. Uh, it's early days, but our results from Iron Mountain are right in line with those numbers in terms of the grade and the potential for scale. Iron Mountain also shows good rhodium results, which are timely these days with rhodium over $5,000 an ounce. Uh, we had one rock sample return almost six grams per ton rhodium, which uh, I don't recall seeing in, in, in exploration results from other companies. Group 10 Metals was active on two more target areas. Take us to the Camp Zone target area and provide us with an update. Yeah, like Iron Mountain, Camp Zone includes a drill-defined zone of continuous nickel copper sulfide mineralization that we expect to quickly move to a formal resource through our work this year. Again, we have untested conductive highs that are kilometric in scale with coincident highly elevated levels of precious and battery metals shown uh, in the soil survey across a similar length. Known mineralization at Camp Zone is about 50 meters thick. It runs about a kilometer in strike with an average grade of 0.42% nickel and 0.23% copper which is very high relative to flat reef grades. Like Iron Mountain, we have very limited PGE, gold, and, and cobalt assays in the older holes, but we have good indications uh, where we do have data for those commodities. And like Iron Mountain, it is open in all directions um, and has been tested to just 200 meters depth of camp zone. This year's program went deeper than that to identify new zones and we will add complete assay data as well as working to bring older data into that modern resource estimate. Michael, I'd like to go back for a moment here. You referenced six grams per ton rhodium. I think that needs to a little bit more <laughs> enthusiasm. I don't think audience members truly appreciate that because when you look at the price of rhodium, it's the, it's the fifth precious metal per se that everyone seems to overlook. And it's at 5,500, and here we're looking at 6 grams per ton. That's impressive. 
That's correct. The, the full number was 5.78 grams per ton. We reported that uh, uh, back in the summer. Um, that was in a grab sample that ran about three ounces total platinum group metals. It was palladium rich. Um, what's interesting about that sample is that it, it may be indicative of a dunite pipe, and you get these um, these very high-grade pipes at the Bushfeld, some of the oldest platinum mines, highest-grade platinum mines uh, in history were of this type, um, and, and some truly spectacular platinum numbers out of South Africa on those. So it's early days on that, uh, that particular target, but uh, that is a compelling result. Yeah, well, it's a great way to start, even if it is early days. Before we leave the Stillwater West, take us to the Chrome Mountain Target area and update us on the latest developments there. Uh, much of the interest in Chrome Mountain to date is centered on the hybrid unit, which appears to be a later magmatic event from much of the rest of the lower Stillwater complex. It may be what is known as an intrusive dunite pipe. We just touched on those, um, which gets very interesting because some of the earliest and highest grade PGE mines in the Bushveld were, were of that type. To date, the hybrid unit has been defined by 10 drill holes that delineate 200 meter thick mineralized zone across about 700 meters of strike. Entire holes are mineralized top to bottom with 100 and 200 meter intervals uh, and more grading one and even two gram per ton platinum equivalent, including base metals and add up to flat reef grades. Uh, to date, the target has been tested to 200 meters and it sits within a one kilometer wide area of highly anomalous metals in the soils. Like the camp zone in the Iron Mountain, it's open for expansion in all directions, and our work this year will be moving that along nicely. Switching gears, Group 10 Metals has a property bank that has other assets. Would you care to touch on those for the audience members? Yeah, we were strategically acquiring brownfield mineral properties throughout the recent bear market cycle. So we've been able to acquire 100% interest in some remarkable land positions. Uh, in Ontario, we own the, the Black Lake Drayton Gold Project, which shares geology with the adjoining Goldland and Goliath projects. These are owned by First Mining and Treasury Metals, respectively. There's almost 4 million high-grade ounces of gold in these assets um, alone, and that figure climbs over 10 million ounces when you consider the broader uh, Rainy River Belt that they're all part of. We have low-carrying costs on the asset, and... Uh, when the time is right, we'll do a deal based on the fact that we have over 30 kilometers of highly prospective strike in a neighborhood that, in our opinion, must be a consolidation target for a major operator. Uh, turning back to Black Rocks and Platinum Group Nickel Copper projects, we've also, we're very active in consolidating the largest land position in the Kluwani Ultimatic Belt in the Yukon Territory. This is highly prospective ground adjoining and on strike with the Wellgreen deposit, which is one of the largest undeveloped PGE nickel copper projects uh, in the world. Um, and it's worth noting that back in July of this year, we announced an earning deal by which a company called Mount Karen's Resources can earn a 51% interest in our ultra project, which is part of that overall Kiwani package by completing cash payments totaling three quarters of a million dollars and issuing three million shares to Group 10 uh, and completing 3.75 million in work uh, over four years uh, to earn that 51% in, in the Ultra project. That deal speaks to the value of the assets that we've acquired through the bear market years and we expect to complete more like that as part of our focus on the Stillwater project. 
You know, from a project standpoint, the value proposition sounds quite compelling. But Michael, can you give us an update also on the capital structure for Group 10 Metals? We currently have a market cap of about $13 million with about 80 million shares outstanding. And that follows a private placement we completed in August where we raised $2.45 million at $0.14. Cents. In our last interview, you made reference to warrants that may be exercised providing the company an additional $2.4 million in working capital. Do you have an update for us? I do, yeah. They, the uh, exercises are ongoing, and we're glad to see that. They are presently in the money, and they are coming in. And that, of course, provides the company with additional funds for exploration and promotion. What is the next unanswered question for Group 10 Metals? When should we expect a response, and what will determine success? Uh, assay results from our 2019 programs are one major driver that's expected in the coming weeks and months. This year's program returns some really encouraging visual sulfide mineralization, as shown in some pictures we posted a few weeks ago. Uh, that core has now gone to lab, and those results will be out in the coming weeks as they become available. We're excited about that. In addition, we will be working hard updating our block model at uh, Stillwater West, and uh, we continue to get real interest on our non-core assets. Uh, we'll be announcing deals uh, on those as they come in. Sir, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? I think a lot of folks are not aware of how much of the world's platinum and palladium is mined. There really are two different production models there. Three-quarters of the world's platinum is mined from narrow reef-type mines in South Africa. You can basically think of these reef deposits as being like veins. Even though they're geologically different, they are similar in terms of, of the mining effort and the nature of mining. Thousands of workers, kilometers underground, working mineralized widths that are often less than a meter, with rock temperatures hitting 75 degrees centigrade. These mines have been losing money for years, they're undercapitalized, and they're closing, and will continue to close uh, in the coming year. And it's interesting that South African mining companies that own these operations are diversifying now. We saw Sabanier buy Stillwater for $2.2 billion in 2017. And just recently, Impala Platinum bought North American Palladium for $1 billion. That trend of closing reef-type mines and corporate diversification outside of South Africa, I think, will continue through 2020 and beyond. So if we look at the Platte Reef District, um, also in the Bushveld complex, but to the north of the reef-type mines and, and blessed with very different geology, the deposits of the Platte Reef are tens to hundreds of meters thick, um, and the smallest one is 26 million ounces, which is the Waterberg deposit. And they run up to 265 million ounces at Anglo-American's Mahalaquena mine. Um, that operation, of course, produces platinum at less than $400 an ounce. Ivanhoe's adjoining plat reef mine now in construction and will have uh, very similar attractive economics. The key to those operations is, uh, is that they are bulk mining operations and they have healthy co-product values of, of nickel and copper. The setting is correct for multiple potential plat reef style deposits at Stillwater. It's there based on the known parallels between the Bushfeld and Stillwater District, and it's there in our work to date. We're excited to be bringing uh, that new age of platinum, palladium, nickel, copper mining to, to an iconic American mining district. The last question, sir. What did I forget to ask? Perhaps we could touch on the target commodities, as uh, several of them have made interesting moves lately. Palladium continues at record highs based on shortage of physical supplies. It ran an 800,000-ounce deficit last year and expected to run a 
million ounce deficit this year. And that's largely driven by its use in catalytic converters. So the price can be expected to stay elevated for some time. Nickel is getting a lot of press lately based on an increased demand in the battery and steel markets, uh, especially after a large purchase by a Chinese group uh, drew down the inventories rather suddenly uh, just recently. Platinum is starting to move and is expected to follow gold at some point, and that most likely will be driven by diminishing supplies out of South Africa due to mine closures, as we touched on a few minutes ago. So overall, we are very bullish on the price outlook for these commodities, and we're glad to be targeting them in America at a time when the U.S. government is looking to secure domestic supplies. Michael, for someone listening that wants to get more information on Group 10 Metals, please share the website address. Sure, it's www.group10metals.com. Group 10 is G-R-O-U-P-T-E-N-M-E-T-A-L-S.com. As a reminder, Group 10 Metals trades on the TSXV symbol P-G-E and on the OTCQB symbol P-G-E-Z-F. For direct inquiries, please contact Chris Ackerman at 604-357-4790, extension 1. That number again is 604-357-4790, extension 1. He may also be reached at info at group10metals.com. As a reminder, Group 10 Metals is a sponsor of Proven and Probable, and we are proud shareholders for the virtues conveyed in today's interview. As a reminder, I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments. We provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio, from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900. That number again is 8. 855-505-1900 or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com finally please subscribe to provenandprobable.com where we provide mining insights and bullion sales michael raleigh of group 10 metals thank you for joining us today on proven and probable the information presented on proven and probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.